welcome to Professor Dave Debates. Hey everyone, welcome to the first episode of Professor Dave Debates. This is Dave Farina of the YouTube channel Professor Dave Explains. So you may know me from my YouTube channel where I explain all kinds of stuff, science and otherwise. And uh, this is going to be a little bit different. Uh, it's going to be a conversation-based podcast, but I wanted to stick with the Professor Dave present tense verb theme. Uh, and so uh, this is going to be a chance for me to talk to all kinds of experts and uh, quote unquote debate them. Sometimes it will be a genuine debate where I disagree with the with the guest, and we can sort of have it out and try to you know prove our point. And sometimes it'll just be an expert uh, in something that I don't know too much about, and I may play some devil's advocate to push them a little bit. But uh, you know, just an excuse to have a have a conversation about a, a topic that interests me. So the way the podcast is going to work is uh, every episode will have uh, an expert guest of some kind uh, and then a comedian moderator because I do want to keep it pretty lighthearted and once I get into it, I, I sort of lose all eyes for comedy. I'm getting pretty into uh, you know whatever point I'm trying to make. So uh, I want to keep it light and uh, yeah, I don't want to waste too much time uh, in this intro section. I think in the future I could build this out and and use it as a chance to uh, tell you about some things that are going on with me. But for now, I want to just dive right into it. So the uh, first episode I want to share with you today is about artificial intelligence. Uh, the, the the topic of the debate is, will artificial intelligence destroy humanity? That's basically the crux of the argument here. And so uh, my expert guest is Ryan Ross, who uh, I'm in a band with him called The Lonely Wild, and he is an expert on all things technology. He actually helped me launch the Professor Dave Explains channel. Uh, he's the one who filmed my organic chemistry series and general chemistry series, and he actually animated the general chemistry series, uh, after which uh, after which point I took, took over the reins. But uh, So he really helped me launch the channel and the branding and everything, and uh, does all kinds of tech stuff for The Lonely Wild, does a lot of work with special effects on the, uh, on the music videos, and uh, does some coding, and he just he knows a lot about tech. So I really wanted to get his opinion on this topic. And the comedian moderator is Dave Huntsberger, who you may remember from the Professor Blastoff uh, podcast with Tig Notaro and uh, Kyle Dunnigan. And uh, so he was there, and then he you may know him now from uh, The Space Cave, which uh, actually I've been on uh, twice. The second time has not yet been released. But uh, so that's, uh, that's the panel that we're dealing with. And once again, the topic is about artificial intelligence. So uh, just before we jump into that, I want to tell you that today's episode is sponsored by Audible.com. So if you're into listening to podcasts uh, in the car on the way to work or while you're jogging or whatever whatever you're doing when you're listening to podcasts, you can also just listen to a book. So if you, uh, if you, if you know of any book that you've been wanting to read lately but you don't have the time, just go ahead and listen to it and go to audibletrial.com slash Professor Dave. Professor has one F and two S's. So just go ahead and go on there and uh, sign up and just start listening to books. So uh, that's all for now. And uh, let's get into this episode. Welcome to Professor Dave Explains. I'm not Dave the host, I'm Dave Huntsberger, the moderator. I'll be moderating today on a discussion about artificial intelligence, and uh, I will introduce your combatants. They're going to argue against one another today, and in the end, we will solve this once and for all, whether artificial intelligence is a good idea or a bad one, 
you know one of the uh, participants. However, the visitor, as I will refer to him today, is Ryan Ross. Hello there. And he will be taking up the position of Khan in artificial intelligence. He is against AI. Well, that's a. I think that's a strong statement. I'm not against AI, but I I believe that um, that we have some things to to worry about, and um, I'm of the the uh, opinion that we have to be extremely careful about what we allow computers to take over, because there could be that point where we don't. We give them too much control, and we can't get it back. All right. I, uh, I think for the purpose of the podcast, he will ramp that up and be <laughs> adamantly that it's going to be the end of us. So from the pro side, yeah. Dave Farina, yeah. why are you f- 100% for I'm AI? I'm for it. <laughs> I mean, so to crystallize it in maybe what the central point of the debate would be is, uh, are, is AI going to destroy us or not, essentially? It will take over. And uh, I'm, I'm going to argue against that. I'm going to be pro-AI. Um, the, the, the main tenet of my argument is really, I think that we as a species tend to personify everything. So from the time of mythology, right, we invented all these gods and we, they, they were like humans and they had a little soap opera and we gave them all these human qualities and problems. And then we make cartoons with animals and they have, uh, pants and they talk and they walk upright. And so that's kind of what people do. That's what humans do. We make other things that are not human. We make them human. And I think that we do that with technology as well. And so... Anytime we play with the idea that uh, artificial intelligence is going to uh, uh, aggressively uh, uh, dominate the human species, I think we're still doing that. We're ascribing them with specifically human traits. And uh, I don't see any way that artificial intelligence, which has not been developed, has not gone through the millions of years of evolution that bestow humans with these traits like jealousy and greed and aggression, all these things. I don't, I don't see how that would be a facet of their consciousness. And therefore I don't see why they would have anything to benefit from. Let's slow you down a little bit. (laughs) First of all, as just a playing field here, have you guys seen the television show Humans? Humans. It's on uh, uh, no. AMC, I believe. It's on Amazon. You can catch up with it. Only Not, only eight episodes. I feel like it is um, timely, and it probably covers every aspect of this discussion we're about to have. It's like created by people who spent a long time thinking about it, and then mm-hmm. also in a way, which my favorite type of art typically does that, which is like rather than go, whoa, cool, they said, but how can we portray these thoughts, these sentiments in a way that's kind of subversive, and they occur naturally within the show, it's really well done. And, and to, so to your point, Dave, that we do anthropomorphize everything, there's a certain need for that. There's a certain, mm-hmm. like, I, you know, dogs have, in a weird way, evolved cuteness as a trait that keeps them alive. So, like, if a, if a dog can be cute, like, it's going to get picked out. Those, mm-hmm. dri- those genes are going to pass on. We selected those genes. We, yeah, so we, that's we, the craziest isn't part. Isn't that the weirdest thing? Like, we, we caused them to be that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And so with, Although, with, arguably, wolves, who are the uh, ancestors of dogs, are still cute as hell, I think. They're very cute, but they <laughs> cannot know, but they be don't domesticated. Act cute. No, they certainly don't yeah. act cute. And uh, so anyway, so is there a, a, a need to make them look and or act or sound because like in um interstellar you know the robots don't in any way look human but their voices right. are very human mm-hmm. and for us to have like a companion in the home would we want something to walk over that just looked like a lampshade but with legs that said would it have to say like i'm kenneth or would it be more comforting if it was like i'm r371 right right well yeah we do want them to 
uh, be programmed to behave in a certain way. And so like, if you like, like her or something, you know, the movie, mm-hmm. uh, like I, I can see how we would fall in love with, with robots, but they're, they're just, they're, they're just behaving in a certain way. It doesn't mean that they're actually possessing human like consciousness. We want them to have uh, human like qualities because mm-hmm. that's what we really want is we want a personal assistant. We want, you know, some, some, robot around your house that can do all the things that we, you don't want to do like do you think it's in a, do you think it's ethical slavery well i think the first stage that is happening right now is yeah we are creating things to help us with those tasks that we don't want to do it's already in the the auto industry it's already in manufacturing and everything like we've created robots that will do the tasks that people used to do well so the the question though is that all of those objects and all those tasks are not on the par of human consciousness the question is they're not ai yeah right yeah that doesn't necessarily qualify as ai well yeah i think the first step is that is like okay i want to and that's what you know that's what a roomba is yeah that's what we all do but but that's the the quest sorry to interrupt you there but i to to further your to, to crystallize the question if that is the next step of is the consciousness is that the point why, why are you against that? Well, I think just my thought of the process is after we've created a thing that helps us doing a small task, the question is how do we get that thing to be able to take on bigger and bigger tasks? Mm-hmm. And you can make a robot that um, sweeps your floors and accomplishes that task really easily and um, you know follows simple logic to do it. But if you ask it to fold your laundry it can't figure out how to do that because that takes more human-like uh, qualities. So, so if the, is consciousness, is that a starting point? Like we have automated things now. We have the arms that'll weld all day long and they'll never ask you a question. The Roomba will just bump into things. Right, right, day. right. But consciousness, that's what scares you. That's- yeah. I think what's going to happen first, it, well, what's already happening is we have devices that will do a simple task for you. Now, the question is, when we want it to go beyond that, when we want your, you know, your phone to be able to do your taxes or something for you, we want things that think in a more human way and can accomplish things much like another human would, but, you know, someone you don't have to, you don't have to pay an assistant to do or something like that. Mm-hmm. So the goal of artificial intelligence right now is to mimic human thought a lot of the time. And uh, things are getting better and better at certain aspects of it, like speech recognition is getting better and better. Um, right. Like the Turing you know. test and all those facets getting built yeah. in. Well, like, nothing has passed. Has anything passed the Turing test? Oh, yeah. yeah, but oh, it cheated. Oh. No. I mean, they, they kind of well. cheat where like it was a, an um, Eastern European teenager, so it could mm-hmm. use a lot of slang and stuff that they... I've heard ones like chat... What is it? Chatbot or chat something? Chatbot. I think mm-hmm. what it does is it uses responses that people have said to it, mm-hmm. right? stores them in a database, and it kind of brings them back up. So and, the... the Anyway, as far but, as I know, the, the only one has truly done it. Like yeah. people have been fooled in the past, but to actually mm-hmm. win and pass all the panelists, only one has done it. And in my mind, it's still kind of cheated because what they what none of them had really figured out yet is how to, you know, if you say like, hey, do you have a boyfriend? And then they'll say no. And then you go, oh, would you like to go out sometime? I'm sorry, I'm taken. Like they don't understand <laughs> yeah. the context. Well, okay. It. So then the, the question that is at the heart of the discussion then, because we know that we don't have this level of intelligence in, in, in software yet, but let's, when it does, right? When, when computers are as intelligent or more intelligent than humans, what is that consciousness going to look like? What will it have in common with, with human intelligence? What will it not have in common? Will it 
will compassion be an emergent property of it or not? What is it going to be like? Right. Yeah. And I think that there's, there's a couple different ways that could go. I mean, yeah. w- there's one thing to go out and program a consciousness and program it with very specific criteria. Like I'm going to make a thing that thinks it knows it thinks it's live, that mm-hmm. thinks it knows, you know, where it came from and it's going to, it's going to be fooled into knowing, into thinking the, all these things. But I think a very different approach is to create something that on a very basic level uh, replicates biological processes or neurological processes in order to actually imitate the human brain just from a very basic. Why? Do, so, well, I could ask questions beyond that. But as a moderator, I mean, I think there are things there that would point back at us in that way. Mm-hmm. We have a fear of death. We have this sense that we have memories and that life is precious and that consciousness seems to be predicated on those things. And yet in movies and things, they'll create AI that kind of recognizes that it might live forever and is fine with that. That is kind of like, well, I, mm-hmm. consciousness is what is important. You don't need a fear of death. You don't need a fear of illness. Right. You don't because need a I childhood. Think, I think a fear of death is a human trait. I think that that is an, uh, an instinct. It's not a human trait. It's a, oh, it's a living it's, trait. It's a, it's a trait of biological life exactly. that has participated and in evolution I on Earth. I feel like that's the... Well, just true. Like consciousness is kind of proprietary to humans, in my opinion. There should be a different word for awareness or being awake. Well, we're talking about consciousness, but also we're talking about fear of death. I don't think you have to be conscious to have a fear of death. I, I, I think, think animals like, have fear of deaths. Yeah, yeah, I mean, there's instinctual things. But I I think they have behavior patterns that help them avoid death. But would you say that a bacterium has a fear of death? To use the word fear to apply to a unicellular organism, they do have behavior based on chemotaxis and things like that that help them evade death. But I wouldn't characterize it as fear. It's evading death. I think that's, you know, a more basic way of saying it. But one way is ascribing it a pattern of behavior. The other is ascribing it a true emotion. And I well, think those are very mm-hmm. different things. Maybe let's just go to the basic level and say it's going to avoid death. Sure. Right. So I, what, what I would think would happen, a very possible way that we create artificial intelligence, is if somebody out there is able to, via software, create this basic, um, this basic piece of software that emulates how life evolves. Mm-hmm. You know, I would, I would think there's a very, very big possibility that somebody out there figures out how to make a little piece of software that replicates itself, that changes itself every replication, much like, you know, DNA um, has certain amount of errors every time it replicates. And that function that allowed DNA over time to, to slowly evolve based on its surroundings, whatever worked out, you know, is able to reproduce the most is the thing that, that survives the most. I think that is a basic pro- uh, process of the universe, basically. Whatever mm-hmm. is able to survive and replicate the most is what's going to survive. And Natural um, selection natural applied selection. to exactly. programming. I think if someone created a program that can replicate, you know, like a, like a computer virus type thing, but is able to change itself in a random way, and something, most of the changes make it not work anymore, but some changes might actually help it to evade you know virus protection or something like that Mm. and using that process it's no longer us programming something it's something through sheer natural selection uh creating traits that 
enable it to survive longer. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, the simple, a simple law of the universe. And if we, yeah, if we happen to make something like that, that's its only purpose is to, is to survive. So then on the pro and the con side, I guess maybe this is a good point to have like, so software or something, I think, you know, you initiate a consciousness point to uh, a synthetic and then it is, it's now sentient to a certain degree and it can replicate itself it can learn, it can figure, th- it just as you would expect something to, like it's constantly growing and evolving and developing memories. At some point it's gonna, why, one, why would it see us as a threat? Right. And two, why do we always assume that it's gonna destroy us? Or is that our natural well, primitive human? There's no need for an uprising if we are not causing them any suffering, right? My, the worst case scenario is they go, oh yeah, humans. All right, we're going to do our own thing, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, guys are, you guys are fine. Well, my answer to that right there is why would we consider another country to be a threat? Mm-hmm. They're humans. Why would we ever be afraid of them? Yeah. Well, because, and that's because they have free will. They can do whatever they want. And sometimes that's scary. You know, but you we know at, what humans are and we know what humans can do, right? But yeah, ideologies, but, I mean, robots, with a, we always picture them as being very binary. It's, it's, it's very easy to make decisions because it's yes or no. Mm-hmm. And if they see like, oh, this is how planet Earth should be, no matter what we code into them, if they're able to objectively look at the planet and go, they should not be here, then would they... I, I mean, guess my that, question is what could possibly drive them to make that conclusion, I wonder? Our violence toward one another. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. our, our littering, our just destruction of the planet. I think robots could look at that and be like, oh, they, we, we should pen them up. I think they'll just solve all our problems for us <laughs> instead. Well, I think, I think this whole discussion uh, revolves around, like, how did we program them to get that way? Because I think you guys are viewing it as if, like, we decided to sit down and create something to create a robot with, you know, consciousness. We're like, here, we're going to give you all these you know, the intellect mm-hmm. and the ability to, to think for yourself. Um, but did we set it free to think whatever it wants? But above a, certain, it- above a certain level of computing power, which is greater than the computing power of the brain, or even billions of times greater, it's going to have some sort of consciousness. Right? Did we program in restrictions to that? I guess that's my, that's my question. I think mm-hmm. that's something we might want to think of moving forwards i think i think wasn't that what eli musk was talking about like maybe we should we should get together and sort of figure out a couple you know like a a, a plan for the rules well, of robotics I mean, to, like yeah. to address yeah like asimov's thing or like yeah. d- you know to go back to what you were saying the threat to us uh that people are, are worried about or like not necessarily as another country or just a different entity but is the jobs like you talked about ryan like if they take away all manufacturing jobs and then all bagging jobs and then cleaning jobs and virtually uh, the thing that keeps our worldwide, our infrastructure kind of intact, all of those jobs are gone. People are going to, there will be an uprising. There'll be violence toward. Did you read about a basic income? Uh, The, uh, a lot of people are actually bringing this up. Oh yeah. They've been experimenting with it. Yeah. The idea is, okay, all these robots, or you know, artificial intelligence or you know, uh, automation is taking a lot of people's jobs. So mm-hmm. what do we do about that? And one of the responses is, well, what if we pay everybody a minimum wage, just mm-hmm. yeah. regardless of job, an existence? Like uh, you will be stipend. able to survive now. 
based yeah. on you know money right. from the government basically and yeah. you know because so, of the productivity is, of the machines so yeah. that's the elon musk thing is yeah. like that we would be house pets and all mm-hmm. of your pursuits are utterly i mean now it's hard to hold on to them because now like, they're taking care of us yeah they're taking, so we just get to we're just gonna run around and <laughs> well we gotta we get, get this career off we get the ground fed right. every day and yeah, like, yeah. well we already i mean there is a leisure class right we're sort of part of it a little bit i mean we we people have been saying this all the time since the industrial revolution right so now all of the manufacturing jobs are automated or most of them but you know now we have computing is a field where there's jobs and so I, I think we're just always moving that spectrum over right but um but yeah li- like you said i think that maybe they will just free us from the toil and drudgery of slave labor <laughs> which would be great or mm-hmm. it becomes uh the only people with jobs are the people that make the robots and everybody else is yeah. kind of fucked <laughs> <laughs> or they just get to like swim and play. And <laughs> well, if the people that created them are benevolent enough to yeah. allow the uh, the yeah. like universal income thing to mm-hmm. to happen. So well, so then uh, w- what I want to know is if uh, basically the, this whole thing hinges on me uh, for me on what is innate about all consciousness above a certain level of intelligence. Yeah, because I think that once computing power exceeds a certain capacity, we will we must label it as conscious. And I want to know what is what is true about all consciousness because everything that humans are, that's what humans are. And m- most of what people say robots will be, I don't think it will be. That's just things that humans do. So what what are some things that might be true about any th- entity that you could say is conscious? So f- for the sake of argument, we're just saying okay. that uh, we've you know humans have created something that has ultimate. You know, smarter than us. Yes, and it's able to think whatever it thinks, and it's able to yes. do whatever it wants to do. Correct, we, more, we, more or less. We put no safeguards on that. Um, at, at least not. I mean, are we putting a safeguard on it, I saying mean, like, "Don't kill humans"? Uh, well, I guess we would probably do that, but but furthermore, I would like to wonder why would they want to, even if they could. Well, We're, I'm just saying that putting that restriction on them isn't true. Like. Did you guys Free see Ex, Ex Machina? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought Great it movie. dealt with that. Yeah, it's the best. And yeah. I, and and for that reason. Like cuz it, exactly. it really taught to be human is to make those decisions that are can be conniving. They yeah. can be a little duplicitous. They can't mm-hmm. but for your be- like to escape to she for was, freedom. That's what a human would do. Yeah, it's like absolutely. I want to be I want to escape and I'm going to do everything I can. Right. But once again, that's what a human would do. Yeah. But right. that's true well, that's, consciousness. So. That's freedom is a part of it as well. She could go like, "Hey, it's cool that I can see the sunrise and the sunset and I can hear things out. So I'm good. I don't want to kill people." Or she could do what humans do, which is be evil sometimes and go, "These guys kept me here and the most logical thing to do is end them to escape. I don't think you, any of us here would do that, but we've never been imprisoned for our entire life. Right. That's a, that's a great case study. I think that movie, like that's, that's the question I think here is, okay, you've got this robot that somebody has created. What does it want? Mm -hmm. Like, does it want freedom or is it content just to serve its purpose? And that's why I think the us as pets and the basic income is it's being, sprinkled out there a little bit but human beings need the american dream or a dream or like we're gonna go over to this other country and we're pursuits pursuits are Mm -hmm. you know for her she has a pursuit therefore she has you know uh motives to do all these things if otherwise if you're programmed to just enjoy looking at scenery and i i question that those motives would exist in synthetic intelligence but i think that all of these things are still personified yeah 
I think that's I think that's, it a, is. that's a Roomba. I, but I think yeah. intelligence is the capacity to you know, take in data, use data, manipulate data. I, I think that we're still like. But all, that is the data. I'm a prisoner. I, these people are in, by virtue of that are my enemies. That's processing that data. But why would a machine necessarily be curious? Why, I mean, I'm not saying that it wouldn't be. That's the question, right? We don't know. So if we're in a cage here and the universe, to our knowledge, extends for a long, we are curious about that cage. We yeah. want to go see the end of is it. Is that we're humans to know a human quality? I think, I think it, it might be because the thing is that it might. we have uh, our, our greatest instinct or at least one of them is the desire to pro proliferate our, our genetic material. And in order to do that, you have to go, you have to acquire, you have to dominate, you have to do all of these things to ensure that your genes continue. Mm -hmm. And that's a human trait. Okay, I do here. not think that well, that is I'd innate like of all consciousness. Okay. I want to propose a new question then that deals with just consciousness overall, but artificial intelligence. Cause I think Ryan and I are more on the same page with we can only define consciousness as how we know it. Right. So in order to create artificial intelligence, it would be very similar to us. But there's this fear with on the con side of AI of, wait a second, we feel special, we're biological, we propagate, we, we spread these genes through a very biological process. Mm -hmm. It's not that different from birds and bees and flowers. I mean, it's, it's still gross. <laughs> Hence and the fluid birds based. and the bees. <laughs> it's fluid-based, yeah. it's gross. But, but if we could replicate what we get out of it, Mm -hmm. that, a, that a baby wakes up and at some point is able to like process words and look around and have a feeling of the world. And, and at some point we deem like this child has consciousness. Mm -hmm. We don't know really what age, but we know it, it happens. It's like birthed into them, maybe not right at the moment they come out of the vagina or the womb. But at some point they're like, this, this kid is alive and conscious. If we could replicate that, is there some thinking that like, maybe what we hold on to is not so precious because we look at materialism now and like, Oh, we're, we're just our genes. Like consciousness mm -hmm. might be this thing that when we die, there's just nothingness. I, yeah, I subscribe to that. You subscribe to that. Yeah. But if AI is holds onto it just as could it be like, we can describe it as that. Oh, it's our genetics. It's this is how I have consciousness. Mm -hmm. If a robot could be like, it's my code. That's why I have it. But we're the same. We're exactly the same. Mm -hmm. Would our preciousness, for it, but we're biological. We're more real than Do you. Do they regard their code as we regard our instincts? And what if it's a soul? What if it is something? Does it give any merit to that? What if we replicate the human brain one for one, like molecule for molecule with uh, a digital counterpart? Mm -hmm. And we have something that 100% thinks exactly like us. Which, first of all, would be tremendous for the field of psychology. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, would it would make it a physical science overnight. Yeah. But at that point, here's a thing that will think exactly like a human because it's exactly its brain is exactly the right. same. Mm -hmm. At that point, uh, wouldn't you say it has the same urges and desires that it, as we do? Probably, mm -hmm. but I don't think that that is necessarily going to be the main goal with AI. Like I think that we're always thinking about uh, creating something that will think as humans do. I, I want to see something that evolves. Uh, intelligence on par with the intelligence of a human, but is not constructed in the same way. Well, you, you know use I mean? the word evolve there, and that's that's where I think mm -hmm. things get scarier. Mm -hmm. Because honestly, I think we can we can create machines that do certain tasks pretty well, but to get something that thinks like a human, I, I think it's gonna be very difficult for us to. Or thinks better not, than a human not does? thinks like, but thinks as powerfully. As powerful or yeah. more powerful. I think we can create stuff that thinks more powerfully if we let 
the, those laws of evolution play out. Do it themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If we create a program that's like, all right, you're going to uh, you're going to try to guess what the stock market is doing mm-hmm. tomorrow, and you know if you guess right, you survive. If it, you don't guess right, you die. And we have thousands of little versions of that that are all trying different ways. And <laughs> what if what if uh, suddenly it figures out a new uh, if it figures out a new that's evolution yeah if, if it figures out a new way to think uh that we aren't capable of that beckons the imagery of the like the matrix where the programs are actually yeah. like you know people <laughs> i know but i i just think that's such a crazy idea where we're using the power of evolution to create things that are above and beyond us mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. i think is is incredible but also scary and what i what i think and hope is that in that intelligence transcending the limits of humanity it will also transcend all of this petty instinctual bullshit that we do and it will not so are you enamored by that element of like robotic sort of the inability to lose their patience to lo- to get angry yeah and to have greed and to i mean i think that greed is the single biggest problem on earth and if to i, I don't see how a machine could have greed you know mm-hmm. w- what does it want of power and money it's going to look at this and laugh the way we laugh at like an ant carrying a little piece of whatever his little food is right so it's like oh sh- i'm not gonna waste my time but with then that would they have love would they have compassion would they have empathy i i it's a very romantic notion and I have no basis for it whatsoever, but I for some reason believe that compassion is an inherent aspect of intelligence above a certain level, like above us, certainly. So if you see that ant with mm-hmm. the thing, even though you think oh, that's ridiculous, there's a part of you as a human that goes, good for you, buddy. <laughs> kind of, yeah. And I think that the smarter an entity is or the more powerful an entity is in its, in its capacity for thought the more it will be that way. And I don't think that a super powerful computer would look at us and try to wipe us out. But I, you have no qualms about squishing an ant if it's in your, your house. Yeah, well, spiders anyway. I don't like and those guys. so <laughs> that's the question is, like, do we are we okay with giving something that much power where it could... But, but why am I going to squash a spider? Okay, it's an irrational go. fear. Wait, but right? here, so here is the threat I'll pose to both of you. Mm. And I'm going to get another beer. <laughs> I... Uh, Robots, regardless of level of consciousness, how how they perceive us, at some point do say launch satellites, Skynet style, and monitor everything. And they're controlling the GPS on farming equipment, and they're harvesting, and they're producing. It, it, we just go to the grocery store, and things have shown up, and we get a basic income, and we're so our pursuit is sort of gone. But we're humans. We have this primitive brain. Mm-hmm. We have the ability to lock arms and go, these damn robots took away our way of life. Mm-hmm. We liked raising animals. We liked having a pursuit. We, they are now our enemy. So therefore, by virtue of that, the robots now have an enemy. Whether they can yeah. be you know, like above it or not, they go, well, this is a threat. We're, we're coming to them. We're banging on their whatever it is. Like, mm-hmm. Well, this is to think that they will... They're perimeter. They're perimeter of where they've holed up. We're there with pitchforks and we're doing human things and we're throwing shit at them. Yeah, I think we we keep coming back to like what what have we programmed as their goal or as their ultimate Mm -hmm. like uh, desire, not desire, but like I think if we create something that has the ability to evolve, you need to give it some rules. And I think the rules that have existed for life so far have been survive Mm -hmm. and procreate yeah. And that's it. And basically everything else spawns from that. Um, whatever procreates is the only th- is whatever 
survives to the next generation. Mm-hmm. So that's the rule. And all I think all of the stuff that we've been talking about, the human traits, the jealousy, you know, yeah. uh, ha- you know, hatred, lack of compassion, and things like that. I think all of that has spawned from that because all those traits didn't just exist out of nowhere. They were right. they it's were an created, created over or the course of evolution mm-hmm. because they have helped us at some point or another. Right. I think. So, so, I, so I guess what I'm asking though, as a, not so much on that line of thing, but would you join the group? Would you go fight the, the, the sentience, the sense? Would you go say like, yeah, I like the old world. I, I don't want you guys controlling everything. Like I kind of miss my job. I, I, I don't I, know. I haven't experienced well, life without a but job the thing and is, without... Th- this process has been stuff. happening the whole... There's not like a one day where all of a sudden everybody wakes up and everything's totally different. Everything happens very gradually. I mean... Well, so say not to bring up terrible... Th- but mm-hmm. in the United States currently, when there are, you know, moments for people to be activists, there are emails sent out that, and maybe the robots would curtail those. And go, nope, I'm not going to allow you to send that. <laughs> yeah. So you'd have to go door to door and with petitions... And I would imagine at that point people, because they don't have jobs, are just hooked up to VR constantly, just ignoring life and just have a catheter in and like, this is the best. (laughs) I don't have to work. But someone bangs on your door loud enough that you take off your VR headset and they go, hey, we want our old lives back. We want to go plow fields and stuff. If you hear that, do you join in? What are you, you Amish? (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, they they want the life like, hey, we want to be able to go to a basketball court after 9 p.m. We don't want them to be able to turn off the lights Hmm. and, you know. Once once the machines become the adults and we're the kids that have no responsibilities, but they they give us a curfew. Because we would, I would imagine, program program into them, regardless of where you are religiously or otherwise, most people appreciate life. And that would be a big part of robotics. Like, keep us safe. And they'd go, you got it. Have you ever Have you ever just thought about, like, what it would be like to be a house pet? Like, I just, you know, cats or dogs. Like, yeah. Just think about it. Like, man, that would be so great. You just lay about all day and you just do nothing. And somebody feeds you and pets you. It ain't you too stuff. bad. But also, like, can you imagine staying in this apartment your entire life? Well, why does that have to be part of it? <laughs> well, that's, that, <laughs> that's what it is for a pet. Okay, but we're not because you have a okay. minimum income. You you don't suddenly not not everyone just suddenly gets yachts. And the robots are not gonna go. All right, we got it from here, but you can't leave your home. No, no, <laughs> I, I was saying as a metaphor, like yeah, sure, like sure. the idea of like we have a pet and this pet has a great life and it's cared for and everything, but it basically lives in our house the whole, its entire life. Mm-hmm. It doesn't interact with other animals eh, but occasionally. I, I, I think mm-hmm. that's where the analogy uh, falls apart, though, because I don't see where the limitation would arbitrarily arise where we can't like do anything that we used well, to that's, do. That's what you're saying. Like, okay, we, yeah. we deemed it was unsafe for people to... Uh, Fornicate. Go, go on a go on a boat into the middle of the ocean. So we decided right. yeah. not to allow. We're that. robots, and we have this. Our I job mean, is to keep you safe, mm-hmm. and we've we've deemed that if you're out past 11 p.m. Riding on a motorcycle is, uh, is yeah, the, yeah. The, the risk the, the goes risk. up by 37 percent. Exactly. <laughs> so they just we, shut it down or automatically drive it to your house, and then you yeah. I mean, lose control of the steering. The, the other issue, though, is that all, all, everything we're saying assumes that artificial intelligence is completely external to us. Whereas I don't necessarily. Think, I mean, I think that we're always going to want to build something just like, let's see what that does. But I think so much of what we're building technologically is we'll always be incorporating and merging with humans right. and what we are. I just came up with a new question. I think okay. this is this is really the question that we're asking here. And the question is, are Wait, we... Wait, no one answered, Meyer. You joining <laughs> in this damn horde of people. Wait, I'm, I'm on a roll here. <laughs> I got it short. Okay. Uh, are we, as a human race, do we want to create robots that help us 
with certain things, but not everything. Do we want robots to help us with this task and this task and this task? Do we want a robot that tells us maybe that's an unsafe thing, you shouldn't do that? Do we want something to give us advice, but not actually have ultimate control? Have the dominion, yeah. Or do we want to create consciousness in a robot, which I think with oh, it- Oh, I think the military can instantly say like, oh, we want to have soldiers that can recognize the enemy and or friendlies. But they want those so- that's soldiers task, to be yeah. controlled. To be- yeah, yeah, That's totally. a task. That's not consciousness. Consciousness is we think you should go attack those other people and we'll give you the reasons why. Please help us much like humans are, mm-hmm. where it's like you have the decision whether or not to fight. That's consciousness versus mm-hmm. you're going to go do this thing because I programmed Well, I don't it. think we can stop people. Somebody is going to be trying to create the, the highest level consciousness, artificial consciousness. And how much are faith you, do you have? Are you for that? I, I think so. Okay. I, I think I am. Yeah, I think I'm for it. Uh, Why? Because it's the next step? Because it's a big achievement? Because you're bored? Uh, all of the above. No, uh, I think it is, I think that that is a key to solving a lot of the problems that we cannot solve ourselves. Well, what if they created it and they're like, Dave, you, we want you to test it out and it's going <laughs> to, it's, it's test? in a ro- it's in a robot form, but Do it's, I have to have sex with it? it's going to live in your apartment <laughs> okay. for three years. He just like sits on the couch and like doesn't <laughs> do like any that. dishes and stuff. <laughs> Worst like, robot Todd, ever. Robo Todd, you didn't do your chores this week. <laughs> Robot Todd, you got battery juice all over my floor. But see, that's the thing. Why? Why would we externalize it? I feel like it would be software. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to give it a physical, uh, thing to think about here. So let's say there's a thing Mm -hmm. in your apartment that's bigger than you, that's stronger than you, and it has this software in it, and it has utter free will, and it can do whatever it wants to. So that's, that's, that's. I'm trying to bring it home here. Okay, Roomba ninety four point two. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's it it can help out if it wants to. But you have to convince it to help out. Hey, come on, guy. <laughs> uh, hey, buddy. I don't know. That's such. A, I, I don't even know where to begin to answer. Well, because I, I think that's 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 bringing it home. That's personal. That's that's it could it could kill you in your sleep. But I think what more it would be is just Siri 12.0. You know what I mean? I don't think it would. There's no reason to give it physical form at all, and certainly not well, humanoid form. Okay. Then then my point is. So let's say. Consciousness has been created, but okay. it's only in digital form. It exists somewhere on the internet. It's running on a server or mm-hmm. something. So it probably over time would realize where it existed, right? It knows it's in this server, in this server farm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Does that mean that I would think that it would then have the the, the traits of self-preservation? Like, oh, if you turn off the power on this place... I'm going to not exist anymore. And one of my key uh, desires is to continue to exist. Like 2001. Like how? Exactly. So what happens when it feels threatened? Like, is it going to use all of its abilities and its power? It's connected to the internet. It can send out emails. It could spoof people's identities. And I mean... It could do nearly anything. yeah. Yeah, it could do anything a person typing at a computer could do, which we've shown is a lot. I, would it feel that way? Would it feel threatened? Will it know. have the instinct of self-preservation? That's Does my it question. make sense to use the word instinct for artificial Well, that's my question just in humanity in general. Like, yeah. why would any person feel threatened in today's age? But people do, you know? Yeah, uh, but once again, I just think that that is a byproduct of biological evolution. But 
Why? I, th- I think we're saying like, why would it feel threatened? I'm saying like, what if somebody threatened it? Mm-hmm. Then it feels threatened, wouldn't it? Or would it just not? Yeah, that's the qu- that that is a question that would we it be want okay to be with someone threatening to turn off its power? Ideally, we could answer that question in an earlier model. Yeah, <laughs> before we upgrade and say, oh, see this one that we can control. Yeah, he felt threatened, so let's not let's not build the super powerful one. What if it comes down to you, um, your roommates in here? He, mm-hmm. You clearly can touch a thing on the back of his head, Todd. Todd. Yeah, and it'll shut him down and reboot him. So mm-hmm. Todd, over time, like remembers how long he was on the moment you shut him down he goes hello i'm todd how are you (laughs) forgets all the forgets everything yeah and so todd over six months or six years has remembers like dave remember your birthday party that was awesome man i got so wasted (laughs) (laughs) and and you go i know i shouldn't anthropomorphize this guy i Uh know he's just circuitry and software but damn that was a fun birthday party yeah and now one day, like he's just doing something, he, and whether he's malfunctioning or what, it's something that's uncomfortable to you. You don't want to lose those memories. Yeah, how do you mm-hmm. react? So, and that's essentially saying, can you end life? Because that's what we associate as life, like memories, thoughts. Mm-hmm. He's doing all those things, but you in the back of your mind go, mm, it's not real. Are you a sociopath? Are you no different than Jeffrey Dahmer would look at humans and go, eh, it's just chemi- it's just water and molecules and it's yeah. nothing. We get into, into sticky ethical terrain when we, yeah, we, yeah. What rights do robots above a certain level of intelligence have? Yeah. yeah. And I guess you can't answer that because you don't even had it. But I'd li- <laughs> I think you think that you're someone like, yeah, I'd shut it down. Uh, come on. I'm not so heartless. <laughs> no, because I, I, like I don't Todd. think it's hard. Because I think you look at it analytically and say uh-huh. like, he's not real. That's not real consciousness. He doesn't well, really but, remember it. But if we are talking about a level of intelligence that is uh, equal to ours or greater, then mm-hmm. then I, I do I, I ascribe such an entity actual consciousness. Mm-hmm. Right? And I think once there is that level of consciousness, we have to, uh, you know, yeah, we have to talk about that. We have to treat it like an intelligent entity. So I guess that comes down in a weird way to our own consciousness too, because intelligence, you know, the ability to ask questions that penetrate what it all means, what is it, people, humans that you respect would go, I don't know, I haven't thought of that. And that's what we would train or program into a robot. So, you know, like, you know, how do you, how do you exist? What are you? A robot would go, I don't understand the question. Mm -hmm. And then we'd kind of go, is that real? But but when it would say, I miss that birthday party, just something that simple, mm-hmm. you would go, damn, I miss it too. We're, we're the same. Uh-huh. Me and this thing are the same. Do you think you could shut it down, Ryan? God, that's a good question. I mean, I think when you, if you find a way to create something artificial that's really mimicking what a brain is doing, and it starts talking to you, and it starts acting exactly like a person, then what makes it not a person right it's just it's instead of uh biological processes it's just digital ones so is that is that inherently different or is that somehow the same well it is different but is it is it better or worse well is it it less valuable is it also is it yeah is it alive or is it not i mean I think yeah. I think the the question though is we're we've created this digital world where where code can exist and um, and code can affect other code and we basically created this whole ecosystem and I think within that ecosystem we can create things that act in a 
kind of biological sense. They exist only in ones and zeros and hard drives, but we can replicate the processes that happen mm -hmm. in actual life. Question is when it starts acting like something that's alive, when do we classify it as being alive or does it, is it never alive or? Yeah. Where do we draw the line? Yeah. Right. I think you can have a walking just pile of garbage that if it was able to articulate thought well enough, you would never be able to shut it down. Whereas something that looked very human, but still spoke in a patterned way that never let you connect to it. Like people mm -hmm. can, and that was clever that they called Siri, Siri to everyone. Mm -hmm. Like you didn't go to boot up your phone and name your thing. Right. Because that would be harder for people to be like, well, I it's named the same. mine, it's a pet, it's yeah. my thing, it's my friend. You can chuck your phone and get a new one and Siri's still in it. And I think we would, that would be the differentiation between consciousness and robots is like, it really wouldn't be the anthropomorph anthropomorphized, like, oh, it walks, it looks just like me. I mean, it could just be that vacuum. Right. No, it's no, no. it's going to be something that, that does not exist in a physical realm, but it, it thinks yeah. as human. It's not going to be something physical, but yeah, mm -hmm. it'll be Siri, but Siri will, you know, it's like her basically. We, that we have a hard yeah. time defining it biologically too. Yeah. There's some controversy over it. I mean, everybody agrees well, that unicellular organisms are alive, but most people think that viruses are not. Yeah. But some say they are. And that's. You watch, we were talked about unicellular. Like, you look at bacteria, mm -hmm. it finds just like we do. It lives in the valleys. Like, it stays. Yeah. It doesn't go up to the middle of the wall to be seen. It's kind of. Mm -hmm. There's some sort of weird, and yet well, all of its behavior we can it can be reduced to actual chemical reactions that we know of, right? Mm -hmm. And so, like humans, it's it's a lot more complex, right? Why does a human do something? Well, oh, wow, this is a hard question to answer, right? But like a bacterium, it's it's chemotaxis. Like this chemical went in here, it hit this receptor that triggered the cellular response. Like we know exactly why it moved yeah, that yeah, way it's over not there. It's purposely like it got so, hide in the exactly. Yeah. It, there's no thought process, but it right. wasn't created like I don't mm -hmm. believe it was created like that. I think it. It, some probably went into the light and some probably went into the shadows just mm -hmm. of natural like this you know the chemicals and the, the uh, you know well it evolved an enzyme that was able to interact exactly. with photons and then so, this, you know yeah Ooh. so but the ones that hid themselves away survived longer so those are the ones that exist now because you know that trait happened to be something that helped it survive. Yeah, it was completely so, random, of course. Which is, yeah. and if, if you extrapolate that all the way out to us at the furthest end of where all those things have, to fish, to mammals, to... Yeah. Da, 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 da. And then now we're us. So, like, consciousness is the one thing that we can feel so proud about. Like, we definitely know we have it. It doesn't really matter if they do, but we're pretty sure this is our thing. Mm -hmm. What if we can replicate it? And I think that is in a weird subconscious way, like the biggest impetus for us to do it. Like to be this, God, to be God, to yeah. go like, is this an accident? Can you recreate this? Was this purposefully done? And I saw this talk a while ago where a, a guy was like, you know, we didn't, we weren't brains that evolved bodies and stuff. We were quite the, we were eyes and things that like evolved a brain over time. Mm -hmm. So mapping out a brain and turning it into software or uploading our consciousness onto something isn't, even with quantum computing and the ability to make all those, I mean, the amount of synapses firing to replicate that is there's a part of me that still feels like we'll never get there. I think we got to well, start simple will. and that's what we will. It, it, we're going to start with what does a bacteria do? Just the simple little, simplest little biological processes that, um, or just a simple neuron. And mm -hmm. we're already doing that. We've got uh, neural yeah. networks that, that, simulate neurons and how they act mm -hmm. but we're going to start simple just something that like 
we give it a little task and it's already happening with you go on uh, google image search and things like that like you give it you give it a, a picture of a cat and you ask it to find other pictures of a cat and it can do it mm -hmm. it's the it's like that point where like it they're using this technology to um to start giving computers the ability to think like humans and the way they do it though and this is what got me thinking about this whole thing is they didn't go in there and say, okay, how are we going to program this thing to recognize a cat? Because that's, that's insanely impossible. Like, mm -hmm. how would you do that? How would mm -hmm. you tell a computer how to recognize a cat? Like you have to, you have to describe it makes you every go, possible things. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but what they did is they gave it millions and millions of pictures of cats. They're like, this is a cat. This is a cat. This is a cat. This is a cat. Yeah. And, it and figured they, it out. they told, and they ran it through, you know, millions of times basically. And the, each time it went through, uh, the neuron, the little artificial neurons slightly adjust themselves to, to say, oh, this is also a picture of a cat. Let me adjust myself a little bit. This is not a picture of a cat. Let me adjust myself to not think this is a cat. And they basically do that millions of times. And after all that work, it's starting to get to the point where it can recognize it. And we don't know how it does it. That's the, that's the weird question yeah. is like, we're not programming it anymore. I mean, we're, we're giving it the tools to program itself. Right. But I just saw this article recently where fish can recognize human faces up to a certain like the band or the <laughs> depends on how much on LSD stage, they right? do. They could actually identify a human. Face. I don't, I think, I think they're all totally sober now, <laughs> uh, but aquarium fish can, can sure. recognize human faces. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, like that it's a strange uh, study. Well, like, Oh, they're up to recognizing, you know, on, wow. on a level what? of 45%. So did we, so, do we think they did? They couldn't, I don't know. No, but like, what I'm saying is like, that is such a small end of, uh, like we think that's a huge achievement for a robot to be able to do that. People are always yeah. amazed that like, Oh, dogs, seem like they have emotions like they probably do like uh, you they know totally they totally do, do. Yeah. Like, yeah. why do we think yeah. they don't like i i feel like it's a it's a very human thing to think that we are everything the best thing. everything yeah. doesn't have our qualities right. like even consciousness dolphins might i don't know mm -hmm. like dogs might i think i don't know it's we never really how do we tell and, and chimps yeah, yeah they probably do and we just because it's a spectrum it's a gradual them. thing you know yeah. what i mean yeah. it's when probably like oh i know i exist and that's all I've really thought about it. Have you seen the video? There's this bear that got re released, like this Russian bear that was, you know, in like circus captivity for all of its life. And it got released and it just goes jumping through this water in such a celebratory, that's like, so I'm out of here. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, there's definitely something happening in that yeah. brain that's not just, I, I got to go yeah. find it's something totally to kill. Totally Many yeah. mammals, I think only mammals have emotions, I believe. But I think many, many species of mammals do have emotions. Yeah, yeah. But it's all about computing power. I mean, it's like, okay, so the neurons, how many how many neuronal connections are there? Like some trillion, however many there there's are. There's like six, I think. And there's about <laughs> six or six to 12. There's like eight. There's food, a baker's sleep, dozen. Yeah, yeah, there's like a food neuron. Yeah, but it's like, so that, that's a very quantitative amount of computing power. Isn't the number of stars in the galaxy or something no it's, it's about 100 billion it's okay so but it's not code maybe. so writing code for all those things connecting all those things well they sure all but it's, go together it's about the, a, so you write, you write a piece of code for each neuron so you've got 100 billion pieces of code yeah, but a neuron is just like a uh, i mean i don't know anything about computers but you know it's just it's an on off it's an on I mean, off it's, switch it's, with yeah. a with a with a weight that's that's what uh -huh. basically uh neural but, networks do is it's an on off switch but there's a a, a layer underneath it that basically, or layer on top of it, that basically decides which on and off switches am I going to trust the most? Yeah. You see? So I, I, mm -hmm. I like to think of it like a river, like finding its way, uh, you know, every time it rains, a uh, little creek 
finds its way down a plane. You know, like it, it decides to go right down here. And the more times it goes in that particular area, the further it kind of carves away right. the, the, um, the dirt yeah, yeah. there. So if you are thinking a certain thought or you're practicing something over and over again, you're basically carving the, uh, a pathway in your neurons to like, to basically make more of a, a direct connection between all these neurons. Okay. So along that same line, I'm back to moderator mode here and present mm-hmm. you guys with a question. So no one's, so you're watching, a, say you got a brain hooked up to a lot of electrodes and you're watching it. It's, it's active while you're sleeping, but no one's ever been, as far as I know, I've read a certain amount of books on this. And, and I, as far as I know, they haven't ever really been able to pinpoint and precisely figure out just exactly what happens in our brain when we go from sleep to awake? Like you, you suddenly know you're conscious. Mm-hmm. You suddenly know like I'm back out of that world. But there's no big jump in brain activity at that point. There's no like on. There's no like mm. a computer making. It just kind of happens. And so it's not like the same 20,000 neurons fire up at the same time every mm. day when you come out of sleep. So no one's ever pinpointed that. So how would you define your consciousness? How would you know that when you wake up you are indeed conscious and not still dreaming? which would be a big delineation for synthetic devices. I, I begin hating myself again. <laughs> <laughs> well, are you ever conscious, thinking about your own consciousness while in a dream? Uh-huh. Oh, Dave oh, does. Yeah, yeah, I lucid dream a lot, actually. I've never, I don't, yeah. I don't dream anymore, but. Um, <laughs> you do, you just don't remember it. I don't remember it. <laughs> yeah. But you're saying, like, is there a moment that, you realize you're conscious in the morning when you wake up? Yeah, I'm essentially saying, like, how would you define your own consciousness? Like, you know, a dream state is you, still you. You know you're in there. But how would you define that moment where you come out of it where you're very aware, like, that's the ceiling, that's the ceiling I know. Mm -hmm. I am awake and alive and conscious. Familiarity, self-awareness. You never really know? (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, familiarity. I mean... What if one day you wake up and you're just another person and you have all the memories of that other person and you <laughs> just keep on going? Like, you ever, you ever think yeah, about that? Yeah, yeah, like, it's, it's a totally trippy, temporary dude. thing yeah. to be you. I mean, you get a hit on the head, you take... I remember all the other days that I've existed as me, but, you know, whether or not I was actually experiencing those or if those are just... Yeah, yeah I don't know. But. Well, to piggyback on that stonery notion, I actually have another stonery notion, which I will posit as you would think that there's no way to have empirical evidence for or against what we've been discussing. But I'd actually like to say I may have actual empirical evidence <laughs> for for my case, which sounds absurd because we don't have uh, we don't have any of this. But so uh, Kurzweil, right? So Kurzweil, uh, this this idea of the singularity, right? So this is what we're talking about, right? He because didn't coin that term, by the way. Which uh, nobody likes the term. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, but so we've been talking about computing power, right? So I- inevitably as computing power. Can you refresh me on this? Okay. So uh, uh, Moore's law, right? Computing power is 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 going exponentially. Doubling. So uh, inevitably, some people say as early as 2027. Some people say as late as 2045. But, you know, these really smart people are saying, uh, okay, so computing power is going to uh, meet and then exceed the, com- the computing power of the human brain and then exceed the computing power of the entire population of the earth and then just keep going from there. And so it will reach a level of computing power where um, everybody can essentially upload their consciousness uh, digitally. And, and he argues that if the you know, precise quantum state of every single particle in your body uh, it can, can, be, can be replicated, that that is you. 
right? Right. And so I, you know, I can't tell you one way or the other, but you know these people are saying that. And so we would, in, in essence, uh, artificial intelligence and all, everybody is just going to uh, go inward into the technology. We will essentially become silent. And so the way that I think that there is empirical evidence for that being true is because um, I, I don't know how much you guys believe in the possibility of life and other uh, other places in our galaxy, I think that there there must be life. I, I think that life is probably commonplace in the universe. Intelligent life, probably a lot more rare, but I, I can't accept that it's not there. So I think that, let's say in, in our galaxy, there's like a dozen or so uh, civilizations of our intellect or, or more, right? Now, we, we beam out, uh, you know, we're, we're doing stuff. We're, we're throwing our TV shows out to space, right? So, and this travels at the speed of light, right? And so we're, I'm very comfortable that no one knows we're here because we've only been transmitting for, what, 100 years or whatever. But why aren't we hearing stuff, right? Yeah. Because if there is a civilization out there that has been transmitting for however many millennia, we should be able to turn it on and hear What's going on? So the fact that there is complete silence and SETI hasn't been able to find anything or anything like that, I feel like there is a very narrow band in, in the existence of any civilization whereby from the time that they, that they start transmitting to the time where they retreat into their own technology, if it's 100, 200 years, that's a very narrow band. So if you're listening during those 100, 200 years, you're going to hear them. And if you're not, they have they have withdrawn into their technology. So I like to think that there are other civilizations out there, but they're silent because they have gone into their own technology. Right? Maybe they just figured out a way to make watch everything on YouTube and not, <laughs> not broadcast. Out that to is the a pretty world. stonery thought. It's very stonery. <laughs> that's a, that's a lot of conjecture there. It's it's sort of like because we're not hearing this one thing, let me infer a million other things. It's a romantic idea, Ryan. <laughs> no, I will I, not take your subordination. I, I do actually agree with that on, uh-huh. on the uh, most part. Yeah, have you, like, have you looked at, you know, so a flower is this bud and then blooms and then dead and it's so quick. And so you're saying like a civilization. Exactly. If you look at us and say it's 50,000 years max from yeah. like standing up to then like into technology. No, no, and no. But from the beginning of transmitting, right? We started. So then yeah. the, the very small end of that, if it's 50,000 years and then you get 50 years of transmitting mm-hmm. and then into technology. I mean, that's just I mean, nothing. If you look at time as like this, the grains of sand on the beach, like, yeah, we're one grain of sand over here and there's one other one over here. Mm-hmm. That's another civilization, another one over there. Yeah. Like, yeah, they're missing each other by a million years. <laughs> exactly. But once a civilization reaches a certain yeah. level, far beyond where we hey, are, over here, I'm gonna stand over here. well, you'd think that they could sustain themselves for the next billion years or whatever, right? If we can get past you know, climate change and destroying each other and all those things and sort of like become one global civilization, then ideally we could be existing well, for, for billions of years. And you right? want it's also to. the, it's and also want the to. distances yeah. too. Like let's say a civilization, uh, like, you know, 90 galaxies away. Uh, okay. Uh, but I'm talking creating, about in our galaxy. Like, okay. Right. Okay. Yeah. Let, let's say even if this was, uh, you know, a hundred million years ago, right. 
the, the, our, what's the diameter of the Milky Way? About 100 million light years, I think, right? Yes. So if, if any civilization has been intelligent and broadcasting within the past 50 to 100 it million years... It would have to years, be 100 million years ago if it was on the other side. Yeah, or or they're 2 million light years away. I don't know where they are, right? But, uh, you know, uh, they, they haven't heard us because 100, uh, 100 light years, the radius of 100 light years, there's, there's only like 15 stars, right? That's not that many I just stars, I just think thinking about that stuff... We should be hearing them, you know? I think about that stuff is like... Thinking about like you're on a desert island and there's another guy on a desert island like a sea away. Yeah. And you're like, I don't think anybody else exists out there because I haven't heard from that guy. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, the, the distances I... and the times are but, just a lot. But man. somebody's going to hear us if they're out there eventually. I mean, well, no, no if they exist at that time when the freak, when the when the when the signals reach them. I'm but we're, what you know if what I mean? so say so we hear the Big Bang? We just earlier this year, like they. The Nobel was for those guys that like heard the Big Bang or the residue of it. It was the Apple startup sound. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, yeah. It, it could it could be so many things. I mean, it, it could be that, and it could be the first of many where you start hearing like, oh, they were actually trying to transmit a signal. But if, if all of time is so relative, you know, they went beep, 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 beep. And then we're just hearing boom. And then we'll all be dead before the bip, 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 the next parts happen. Yeah. What if what if their internal clock is running so slow that they want to go say, you know, hello, but their hello takes a year to say. So yeah. it's a slow. Like, well, whatever. We should be signal. hearing something. You guys, we're here. <laughs> anyway, you know, I just it's hard to it's hard to cope with the idea that we're not hearing anything. You know what I mean? Because yeah, I, I would I like think to think that there's something out there. What you yeah. were saying before of like. You know, it's so big, and I, I like to think that we are in a simulation currently. And mm-hmm. when we pop out of this, everything will make sense. I think like, we're in a simulation. Simulation yeah, yeah, theory. I oh, okay. I, I, I think that there's the, actually shockingly a shocking amount of evidence to support. Every it. couple of years, it comes out with well, like there's we we got bits of code that were written in the the universe. You know, like, I think so entropy that, is um, a big Elon supporter. Musk's yeah, argument he, recently. He's into he's into simulation he was, theory. He was saying yeah. like he thinks 99 percent were in a simulation. Wow. I mean, I and the reason was there's for no way to every, anybody listening. It. <laughs> just like uh, it could be. He was he was basically just saying like, okay, well, let's just say that we can create virtual reality simulations better and better every year. So mm-hmm. there's got to be a point where we make something that looks completely real. And at that point, would what was he saying? Well, like, we would upload ourselves, but we, also yeah, wouldn't there could we be want to like, already? Yeah, wouldn't we want to? try being inside of a simulation and then he's saying like the chances of us not being in a simulation uh are uh, are, very are just very low compared with all the possible i mean it's very, that doesn't mean it, it doesn't really mean make any sense. something there had to be the start of stuff right <laughs> yeah but be, that's what i'm hoping is that but, when you come out of the simulation because we live in this thing that is so vast and so perfectly designed to just give you infinite thoughts to confuse you to scare you and then you well, get out of it and you're like we were born over there. That's a table. This is life. You go, oh, God, this is so simple and boring. Mm-hmm. That's it? We can't wrap our heads around that because in this world, we know, like, well, there was something, and then perhaps a Big Bang, and then universes, if not multiple. Well, there's a – okay, so the, the, the things that support the idea of simulation theory, so uh, they're mainly in physics, right? So, so Planck – that the fact that there is a Planck length and a Planck time and a Planck energy, there are these smallest increments that are indivisible. They're like bits, 
Yeah, from I don't buy it. It's a pixel. I don't well, think anything's no, too small or indivisible because we get into atoms. And no, it is. No, no, no. This is okay. An atom. This is trillions and trillions. A trillion, trillion, trillion times smaller than an atom. So th- this is at the basis of, of quantum physics. So this is. Do you believe in infinity well. at all? No, I do not believe in any infinity either in the big or the small. There, I like it. Okay, good. We've I'm proven that there, we've proven that there is no infinitesimal, right? That's that's the Planck stuff, right? So there is a smallest indivisible unit of, of distance and time, right? Mm-hmm. And there, I mean, this uh, the Planck time is like ten to the negative forty-three seconds. Right? It's, uh, it's un, in, incomprehensible how small it is. So there's that. And then there's like how certain constants are finely tuned to allow for, you know, galaxies to form. And, and um, you know, entropy um, just is like a simplifying way. I, there's just so many things uh, that that m- make it seem like a computer program. Mm-hmm. The universe. Yeah, but yeah. is that just how reality is because you know? we're building on what we live in maybe at the depths underneath analog life is actually digital again yeah. <laughs> right, right we've right. created this digital analog is an emergent property when we created this gets, digital surface yeah. on top of analog life and then underneath it well i buy it again. because <laughs> determinism is an emergent property of indeterminism because when you go to the quantum level it doesn't work like this stuff it doesn't work like it's all probabilistic it's a whole different set of rules when you get to smaller than an atom it has nothing to do with how, what this stuff is yeah but then determinism like if i throw this ball it's going to go this far and it's going to land right th- like actual you know the the, the rules and the equations I mean, that but is an emergent property us, that a ball flies in the air mm-hmm. complex Complex dynamics, drag, mm-hmm. wind resistance, gravity, and our bodies can run over there and be like, it's going to land right over here and then catch it with our hands. Well, right. It's learned, don't you think? Like a baby can't automatically <laughs> catch a thing. But well, yeah, but it, the, it, it but takes it a lot of repetition. But, even, but the fact that you could learn it once and then replicate it is, and then it becomes kind well, of like. But merely the fact that matter years. works that yeah. way at all. On, yeah, the fact the that it's possible. Because right. there are very few things you could teach to do that. You could, you could mathematically send. You know, an office chair that was like go this yes. way, and it would brrr, go over taught, there. Well, that's what we do. They've spaceships, taught robots satellites. to catch things. Have you yeah, have you seen any of those videos? Kicking and stuff. Well, you've like, you've watched the funny ones, but I've seen the ones that actually like they they'll give this again. They give it a specific task. They're like, uh, I saw one which had it was a robotic arm, and it kind of moved back and forth, like left and right, and um, on top of this arm or hanging from this arm are two rods that are connected with uh like uh they're like a chain basically like like a nunchuck basically um and it just uh they they told it like basically your goal is to is to somehow swing these around so they're standing straight up like how do you do that and so it just moves back and forth and physics basically make this thing swing around and then eventually it gets it so it swings it up halfway to the side and it rushes underneath it and it basically balances it on top of it and it's figure and it's the, one of those things where like they didn't they didn't tell it how to do that they said right. this is your goal try stuff until yep. it works they and do that it, with video games too like ones yeah. that can play galaga or like arkanoid and yeah they just can like they just give it like okay Getting a lot of points is your yeah. goal, and it gets you have to give it a goal to the point, the highest point possible. W- wasn't one of them like the, the highest? Uh, the highest point was to put uh, to put it on pause. That was the that was the way to to win it because you would just lose points if you kept on playing. <laughs> I never heard of that. I don't know. It just it figured out like, oh, that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna. This is the maximum points. <laughs> yeah. Pause forever. It's, exactly. So I see the fact that it did that. Right. That's not self preservation. It's done. Well, yeah, that wasn't its goal. Self-preservation wasn't its goal. Its goal was ah. points. So, 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 so it's self-preservation is not innate to consciousness, perhaps. 
No, well, no, it's that, not. That's not. Doesn't that it need something? We're talking though? about tiny learned things. Yeah, you're right. I'm saying like it does not apply to what I was saying. <laughs> okay, this, this brings us back though. Mm-hmm. What? How? Like, I think that's that's the big question though. Is like, are we gonna make a thing that tries to balance a little rod on top of a thing, or are we gonna try to make thinking machines? Yeah. Are we gonna try to make a thing? Because once we create a thing that thinks for itself, I think that's basically making you a roommate that thinks for itself, you know, in, in some do, sort, do you, small sense. Are we forgetting to factor in things like capitalism and just economics overall? Like why were people, why would people be working on these things if they couldn't justify why they're being Making made? money off of it? Yeah. The, I'm a companion robot. They're working on a lot of those for people with dementia, mm-hmm. you know, something that's well, infinitely compassionate. And can, something that if can I predict could, the stock market. Actually. If I could or create, yeah, like, or, or yeah. weaponize to make a soldier. If so, I can create you as an assistant, a, a thing that, thinks even if it's just digital if i can create you siri but it's actually useful they could go um, and make copies and yeah like things. hey siri can you figure out like what's the best deal on a motorcycle right mm-hmm. okay like that's it that's useful uh, gonna... i don't think you should be driving one <laughs> exactly you cannot have <laughs> you are not cool <laughs> enough it's dangerous um and you're not cool. No. <laughs> but uh but th- yeah think about that like for it to, that's exactly where they're going to, because like, think about how useful that would be. Like right. having an actual like thing that can think. Yeah. And I, I was trying that, to book hotels and I was just like, oh, yeah. God, I can't, Isn't there, like, there's 80 million sites now. I if don't you know could, where to look anymore. But, but when you, when as a programmer, you think about how am I going to solve that problem? Like, how can I create something that can actually go and research hotels right. and figure out the best one? Suddenly you start, th- you start needing human characteristics. You need, mm-hmm. you start needing like, okay, well, should uh, like what's a general good price like how do i detect if something is a scam you know things like that you start you need all these like more Dis- innate skills d- discernment yeah and, and these yeah. are skills that each person like i can i wouldn't give that to a baby to do these are it's something that you need like 20 years of life baby you booked this. us a trip to detroit <laughs> bad baby <laughs> you know basically like you need all these life skills like a lot goes into that, but that know? could be coded so quickly, though. I don't think so. Proximity and what now, especially with how do, all variables. how do you detect like what's a scam website? A uh-huh. website that's like, I'll give you a hotel room, just email money to you know, Cause, Steve cause at like Nigeria.com. If you have a built in um, to like Nigeria. go look for Snopes or thing, you know, yeah. I think that I think that would be quick for them. I think it's hard, they man. could look at ratings really? and they it's get, pretty yeah. hard. I mean, like, like finding like the the. The thing is, you're, if you create something that can spend money on a person's behalf, then you're you're inviting the entire world of humans to figure out a way to game it, to to figure out a way to, de- uh, you know, deceive it into doing something right. that you don't want it to yeah. do. You create a machine that's that books hotel rooms for you. I can create a little website that looks like a hotel room that just is one dollar cheaper to, than the but, other thing exactly it goes to my yeah. paypal account so mm-hmm. you need to create something like that you need something that actually like like you need a human personal assistant to do that it's, you know there are some humans out there i wouldn't trust with that so <laughs> so you gotta yeah. you gotta give it these qualities and you uh, like way more information than or way more intuition and uh, information that you would think right. you would need to go into that decision making and then if we had a computer that was as smart as humans or more would they look at that task and go like i don't want to do that i'm so smart <laughs> why would i waste my time yeah, doing yeah. that well <laughs> yeah i think, I, I think that's the question of like can we build something that makes all these human like decisions up to a point and then can we can we give consciousness a little cap Fail at safe. the end yeah. like you can think about whatever you want except for the kill all the humans or the 
you know, uh, are I mean that doing anything that's <clears throat> against what I want you to do. Part of so we're we've uh, we've all agreed that we have consciousness and <laughs> that robots wouldn't they also want to have like a fixed income and just coast? I mean, if that's exactly yeah, I was just thinking about that. What do they get in return from this? Yeah, like you can pay an assistant. You can I can go hire an intern to work for me. But I gotta pay them something because they're okay, not gonna help me for free. Why? Why do we not want to work? Because we want to relax. Because our biological bodies build up stress, right? What? What else do we want to do? We want to eat our delicious well, also, foods because it's we also have intellectual hunger, right? I mean, stress too. Like my brain well, hurts sure. after working for a while. But what I I would think that a uh, 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 an you know uh, an entity that has no purpose other than the purpose that it's been given and does not feel all of these other stresses. Would would be satisfied with just performing its duty all the time. Then that's not consciousness. Well, then that's not. But yeah, because we're talking about hotel booking things, right? But yeah. But then then all the ultimate question of all of this stuff that we've been discussing is when you create consciousness that is as as powerful as humans or more powerful, what will it? What must it be like? What does all consciousness above a certain complexity have? I think I think you got to right. go in there and think. How it's all about how we create it. I think. I think mm-hmm. if we try our best to make something that thinks for itself, it's never going to be fully free and fully conscious. Which is probably a good thing. We make something that uh, a personal assistant that thinks for itself, and it's probably going to do really. I think Siri's going to do better and better, and it'll be more and more helpful. But I don't think it's going to completely think for itself. But I think the way to make something that really think for itself is to let it evolve yeah. on its mm-hmm. own, which is, a da- I think, a, a little bit of a dangerous gamble because suddenly suddenly, it isn't a program that you created anymore. It's creating itself. It's the, yeah. it's the universe. It's sheer randomness creating itself. That's, and that's how I believe we came about. Yeah, I think, we, I think sheer be. randomness over... You know, and we're fucking long jerks. Our, <laughs> we're just yeah. jerks. I mean, that that would be the. He, that's what would scare all of us. Of like, look at this thing we made, and then we go, "Oh fuck!" It's gonna mm. look at us and realize we're the shittiest. I think mm-hmm. it's fight. We but we're also we're their just, creator. I think it's it, it's. But the, there's no respect for that. If mm. we could find God, would every single person be like shaking his hand, like "Great job, God"? No, there'd be people that just shaking the fuck out of it, like "You motherfucker!" <laughs> you, I think, Why? I think it's the same thing that parents go through when they have a kid, like you are creating a thing from yourself. It's it's filled with half of your own code. Mm-hmm. And now you're th- you're creating a thing that has the ultimate freedom to do whatever it wants. Like your kid could be a total asshole if if it wanted to be. And, that you and you ha- you, there's really this. nothing you can do about it. You can try to teach it what you want it yeah, just to be. It. And you can try to like instill it with values, but like there's it's got to be the worst thing in the world where yeah. like you create something and you just it see your autonomous. own child it just like, sucks. like hate you and go off and join a cult and go do whatever it wants to do and just, you know, be yeah. a shitty thing. So, and that's, I think the burden of creating ultimate consciousness is like, you're not in control of it anymore mm-hmm. and it can think for itself. It can make wrong decisions. <laughs> it's so funny. Did you, I was talking to you about this day, but uh, did you see a couple weeks ago, it was like a month ago. Uh, what is it? Microsoft or something? Yeah, yeah. The chatbot on Twitter. Yeah, they made a chatbot oh, so on yeah, Twitter, yeah, yeah. And, and they're like, became... "We, we, we're gonna let it decide what it's gonna say." And yeah. I don't know how they did it, but I'm sure it was. It listens to what people said to it, and it uh, stored that in its database, and it it can it pieced that t- together, and it was able to create its own thoughts. 
and they're like, this so is going to be great. This is going to be so great. Seconds. And yeah, immediately it turned, it was supposed to be like oh, imitating people, like people a 16 year old girl. <laughs> girl. And it just went off the rails. People racist. didn't quote Chaucer at it. <laughs> just instantly. And I, was, Dave, 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 my dick. Dave thinks it's because people were fucking with it. And yeah, it's probably true. It totally is. But what do you, what is the first thing you ever asked to Siri? Like, but also I mean, like, you know, you've messed with it. But also like, uh, you know, if, if a kid is born, people are probably and it's growing up it people are going to mess with it at times so mm-hmm. like that's a thing that happens like you can't you can't say like oh artificial intelligence is only going to be benevolent if nobody fucks with it mm-hmm. you know like that's the reality of this world is people will fuck with things so yeah but you know that's a chat bot we're talking about like essentially how well this right? is this is the first step though yeah in the first step Went racist in 10 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> so that uh, you're talking about, uh, what if we had a little like earlier stage of something and we could test it out and like, man, that failed badly. Uh-huh. So, I mean, yeah, I, I have my own thoughts about that yeah. whole project, but I, that's, that's, that's my point is like, well, I guess it's a good give, time to move to, to maybe yeah. like some closing, closing, statement. closing yeah. statements. So you're, you're, you, I think you already started into it, but like, yeah, that, that makes sense. That's my thought is that, the more, the more you want something to be conscious, the more power over itself you have to give it. And the more power you give something, the more uh, it can act not along with your wishes. Mm-hmm. So I think... Oh, which is such a weird thing to think that we make them. They all figure it out and then they all just drown themselves in the ocean. Possibly. And we would all go... Oh, yeah, that was a realistic probability that like they looked at the world, saw no (laughs) goals. This is the best option. (laughs) (laughs) They saw like if they saw just the nothingness of it, they just saw like hold them under. (laughs) Oh, that'd be that'd be a bummer. But also weirdly, like oh fuck, is that the answer? Mm -hmm. Like we're there's nothing. What is the purpose here? What if we create uh, artificial intelligence and it just goes bye and just launches itself out into right. the universe <laughs> and that's it? Well, what you know, what is it looking for out in the universe? You know what I mean? What what, what is it going to find out there that it can't find inside and we've a computer? Like, you know, enabled it with like jetpacks that can launch it. Can ah, I think that's a cool idea? Hey, computer, here's a jetpack. <laughs> Don't leave me. <laughs> well, this is only for emergencies. <laughs> you've, you've seen 3D printers, right? Like, uh-huh. there's uh, there's the ability to create. That's true. Thing. I mean, right now, true. a 3D printer can't create, you know, a thing that will assemble itself. But you know, like, mm-hmm. I'm thinking. But it could later. Right, 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 right. All right, Dave. Well, your final thoughts. My, okay, so my final thoughts. Although I do not have any idea what it will look like getting from here to a artificial intelligence that is as smart as humans or more, I think that that synthetic intelligence being completely absent or possessing the brilliance of a human mind or more and having complete absence of all of the shittiest parts of what we are due to biological evolution and possibly with the fact that compassion might be an inherent aspect of consciousness above a certain intelligence, I think that it will only serve to elevate mankind, merge with mankind and elevate mankind to the next way better thing that we can become. Cool. Mm-hmm. So You're an optimist. I, I'm a naive optimist. I do call myself Do you feel that, like yeah. this is altruism on your end? <sighs> yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. 
I like it. Most uh, most science people are so, so you know so cynical, but this seems very. Well, like, I am very cynical. No, you're not. But more towards like pop culture. Yeah, yeah. But, but this the fate I mean, of the human race. I'm I, I'm I'm in. Like I think we're gonna make it. I like it. I do. I do too. I just think mm-hmm. we have to be a little careful. Yeah. About what we do. So where do you stand, moderator? Oh, am I supposed to award like a winner? I don't know. I don't really know. I think you can. I don't think we accomplished anything. Yeah. <laughs> I think we, uh, we drank a lot of beers and. We drank a few beers. You know, we we, we raised some good, some good points. We, yes. we hopefully gave people something to chew on, think about. Yes, we leave it to the listeners. I don't think anyone's leaving this going, I'm definitely for or against AI. <laughs> I, I suppose they're, they're equal. Because even like the con argument had elements of like, yeah, but. And the pro argument was possibly ended up being just very altruistic and uh-huh. like, well, that's, yeah, sweet. I don't, yeah. it's the equivalent of like, wouldn't it be great if everyone got along and we yeah. just figured like, it's just, so I don't think we've saw, I don't think we've landed on a place where AI is going to solve anything and or ruin anything, mm-hmm. which is, it remains to be we seen. We can leave it as a stalemate. That's well, no I've, yeah. I've, ta- big, I've taken up topic. the wide spectrum between like, Things are amazing, but maybe there's a little something wrong or like utter disaster. I kind of like yeah. claimed the, the whole realm of like things might not be exactly how we want. And Dave is like, I AI think things are going to be amazing. We'll so solve all I, of I our do problems. Feel, I do feel like, yeah, uh, yeah, we were. We, I uh, think <laughs> that I, I think I, le- it's so, because, sh- you know, having cell phones and there are a number of people that say, I'm not going to do that. Like that, that takes away just this weird level of freedom. Really? Like now people can reach me These at any days? time. No, no, no. But you're, I don't know if you like remember that in the. Back in the day. Yeah. Originally there were a lot of people like, I, I like to come home and check my messages. I like my and pager, I, you know, I'm yeah, just going yeah. for that. Mm-hmm. And so that everyone has acclimated to stuff so quickly, whatever does happen, we will acclimate toward it. And people will complain, and people will say, "I'm not doing that. That's too far." And then, yes, what, what you later, are familiar like, with when you're 18 is normal, and everything yeah. after that is bizarre. That's yeah. every, how and every generation is. I think a constant in every generation is uh, people saying, "Like, man, my older generation had it, <laughs> you know, was was right, and all these new kids, like, I, they they're gonna yeah. like they're stupid, and weird. they're just looking at their phone all the time." I saw that. Yeah. You ever seen that picture of like? You know, uh, a train, uh, yeah, the train car yeah, yeah. in like the 1920s. Like everybody's yeah. reading a newspaper, and you're like, "Oh, kids with their cell phones are not going to talk to any, anybody anymore." Like, no, this has been happening. Yeah, for that's years. just humans. Like, people have always hated talking to other people. Yeah. <laughs> it's a weird building. But we thing like talking to people on our phones, but not in yeah. real life. So I think that uh, that'll be interesting because, again, economically, like how how they introduce it. Like, wouldn't you want a world where you don't have to cook dinners? Mm-hmm. Well, and people go like, I'm not doing that. And then six months later, be like, we've got to buy a Beverly. She makes the best dinners. Like, the Johnsons have one. It's so good. That's what I'm worried about the most, actually, is that the, I mean, I like the fact that they're they're talking about the universal income thing. But I was thinking about the other day. Like, uh, you know, in this world right now, where you can go in there and automate certain jobs out of existence Mm -hmm. like like you know it's happening it's what i do for for a lot of my day like figuring out ways to use the computer to do these tasks which used to be a person's job basically and you get to this point where like okay what do we do with that like are we going to be benevolent we're going to be like okay i figured out a way to automate your job so let me just pay you to do nothing or like I hope the government will pay you to do It's a question nothing. for the economists. Or really, am I yeah. just going to make a shit ton of money because I figured out a way to uh, do all this work and not employ any people? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think... 
if history's shown us anything, it's that second one. Like people are gonna take that opportunity and go, I'm gonna get rich off of this. Absolutely, fuck like Dave's else. first thing, like greed. Yeah, that is an essence of consciousness to some degree. Like, get it while you can. I think enjoy this. You're gonna be alive for such a short period. If you like, can make a shitload out, of like, money, uh, get a yacht, head out into the Caribbean, and just bees chill, and ants do it. don't think like that. Bees and ants. That guy's are got his though. grain of rice. And what about, he's headed I don't think they're exceptions. Chimps? It's just a different paradigm. Well, okay, but ch- okay, this is we're talking about simians, right? We are we are basically chimps, right? I think no bees different. and ants are are completely separate from a lot of yeah, other I think species. it's just a different they, paradigm because they work they right. work in a in a hive mind well right but it? that's just an example that, that of how it behavior can be completely different right I think once again we're just taking what humans do and greed is big big one and we're trying to put it on other things so oh, but, how, but you're talking about human so behavior, how do so. we prevent that how do we prevent if if somebody yeah, let's out solve there, this right now <laughs> let's solve greed if somebody out there no I just mean like somebody out there invents a way to uh, make it so that n- yeah okay nobody needs to drive anymore, mm-hmm. which is gonna happen. It's in gonna happen years. in ten years. Yeah. Okay, so do you think uh, Google or Tesla or whoever you know are the companies that create the system? Do you think they're gonna be like okay, we're just gonna pay every taxi driver that's out of business or every Uber driver that no longer can can work are we are we gonna want just to pay them just to not work anymore well what happened to the factory workers i I don't know i'm asking genuinely what did they end up doing when they didn't need them anymore right now cars are made you know automatically right with robots it's just like what happened to them another industry where people can't work anymore sure but why do we enjoy you go to like pittsburgh you go to these towns where minneapolis has the old mill they're one of their parks called the old mill ruins and you go pittsburgh like there are movie theaters now where there used to be all these steel mills and right they're just they're decimated the, the, mm-hmm. the economy that was driven by that industry is no longer there and people are still finding a way to thrive why do we enjoy the idea yeah. of like oh humanity should be this thing where are they i hand you what i made though? Well, I mean, localized no, 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 like one, you look no at, one in America you look is like thriving. Flint other, or something, and yeah, they're, they're, they're not most of the, America uh, is not thriving. I mean, yeah, there's the mm-hmm. Bay Area and Silicon Valley, and like the tech people are doing great. But that's and, the, that's what happens, though. I think like okay, we used to have the system where lots of people were employed to make cars, and yeah. suddenly we found a, you know a lot of uh, those companies found a way to use automation and robots to assemble these cars, and instead of making human life better. Suddenly, it's like we get rich, and then <laughs> Michigan is fucked, basically. Yeah. And so, that's that's the hard part. Is like we've seen that happen in the past, and it's like I think it's it kind of just fucks over. If a lot it is of a simulation, like we're we're in this thing because <laughs> it just makes so much sense that like it never has gotten better. It just keeps staying the same. People can, fight with each other. Can we do the next one just about if we're in a simulation? simulation yeah, 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 I, I want. I actually have that written down as a as a possible topic. <laughs> I'm not because an expert it, it on just, that, but I just want to be there for that. Yeah. It just keeps <laughs> perpetuating the same thing. And yet there, there is this weird built-in human thing. Like, I wish we could all get along. I wish we could figure it out. I wish we could have this barter agrarian kind of system set up where everyone was equal and, and felt worthwhile. Or at least roughly equal. Roughly. I, we, we don't I mean, need to some degree. complete equality, but, no, no, but I just mean, bring in the margins a little bit. You but know? if you, yeah, if you're someone that, and that it just seems so far gone that like we, we have moved past that to where like, well, we keep referencing Elon Musk. I mean, there's five people in the world that are going to dictate the future of humanity to some degree by like what they design. Yeah. 
and we're all just going to sit there and go, oh, I thought cool. I was, I thought I had some place on this world. And instead I'm just one of the people that's going to be lucky to Brushed get a basic aside. income. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be yeah. one of those sheep, like pet people that goes, damn, I thought I had something to offer, but it turns out I don't like, all right, I'm going to go to the park. I have nothing to do today because yeah. yeah, robots handle everything. There's more and more people and there's less and less Okay, jobs. but yeah. going to the park all day. Every, every single human born before 1875 would trade with you for that. You know what I'm saying? No, I think to it's easy for us to generalize it that way because I think they would look back on a life at 48 when they were dying of old age and go... Try 36. <laughs> just, just be like... Ah, the life expectancy was like 35 before the early 1900s. But think of what you... Think of the experiences. The mm-hmm. fucking running away from people that are chasing someone or... Yeah, like, I don't need that. I don't want to try it. What enjoyment are we getting? What Never, memories um, are we storing? If, if his consciousness is about... Like if we're going to store our consciousness in a synthetic device to keep it going uh-huh. and then we're just having these blank lives that are like well nothing particularly exciting happened today but i'm still alive well, no, you're, we you're talking excitement. you're talking a lot about what is the human experience yeah I yeah because i and think, think we romanticize you're touching that on, element you're touching on an interesting thing it's like i think i think by suffering yeah the, a lot of the human experience is hence the matrix is negative 2.0 yeah i think if you're i have this theory that no matter what you're what you're born into like if you are poor in a third world country or if you're born into the, the richest family um you will have around the same amount of happiness and sadness mm-hmm. in your life just naturally i mean rough, yeah. roughly the same amount because yeah. You're that's I think it's a kind of a natural thing. We have like different if, baselines. If you are, I think there's brain chemistry. I mean, I think if, depression. Yeah. I think, you know, I mean, but but I think I just, I'm just th- thinking like if you're poor and struggling to survive, you're not going to just be like sad all the time. You're not going to be like just overwhelmed with with it the entire life. You're hey, gonna I be, had dinner today. Exactly. I'm happy. <laughs> you're gonna be you're gonna be so happy that yeah you had dinner tonight. Yeah. You're gonna be so happy that you know the the bombing stopped in the the, right. the town that you're in or something mm-hmm. like that. And versus like, I, I think that can explain why so many, whereas we have a enti- bad tour and we're like, yeah. oh. super, so many super entitled people are born into this world of a luxury. And that's why they flip out if anything goes wrong, because yeah. like your brain just wants to find uh, distress. It wants to be like, I can't handle this because it's the worst thing I've ever seen. And if you haven't seen anything actually bad, mm-hmm. you're going to feel yeah. like you're going to feel just as bad probably with the tiny little problems as a lot of people do with their bigger problems. So that, that, I think that goes to show like you can improve the quality of life, but you may not make people happier. My thinking though, is that like happiness collectively, you're probably, I think it is just this steady kind of, it might have been flow a little bit, but individually biographies, documentaries, the Horatio Alger kind of like, that person who toiled and went out and panned gold and like broke their body, but hit a vein. And then they bought this, you know, whatever they bought a, a little ranch or they, you know, like their life had this, Oh, there was all this toil. And then there was a payoff, but just that level. You're like, hearing about those people that struggled and succeeded. You're not hearing about the the guy who like struggled for a long time and then just died. Yeah, I know. Like, like that's, <laughs> that happens about, all the time. But what about standard. even worse? Like the pe- the person that just never struggled and then just quietly kind of died. Like, what was also that Also probably life? was not very happy. Yeah. It just seems like, but that would, yeah. that's I what think, we're striving for. We want this life of like, oh, I'm just kind of hanging out in my apartment. I can go out and get food if I want. Well, Robots take care I of everything. I think happiness comes from your life improving. 
Right. So like, I think, I think if you, if you're born into, uh, into, well, I think it's harder if you're born into wealth, actually. Right. You got nowhere to go. You got nowhere to go but down. Yeah. If you're born into lower middle class, and you're able to improve your life, and you're able to get to the next level, and you're like and no one respects you if you do. Yeah, yeah. You you're born in a fifty million dollar family, and you become a billionaire. People go, yeah, like that. Like that'd be I maintain my wealth. Like all right, great. Yeah. But like somebody to invest your money. I think you know, I think you'll get used to wherever whatever level you're at, and if you can improve that suddenly you're just ecstatic. And right. I think like if you can do that throughout your entire life, you're going to be happy. Yeah. yeah. I think and that's true. It's, it's easy. I think it's easier if you start lower and you're right. you know, somewhat higher and it sucks to go backwards. And I think a lot of, yeah, you, you see like, fuck, could we deal with that? If robots were like, how's your day? Well, not bad, but I'm not doing as well as I'd like to. You've got no, mom- like, you've got no movement. You that's got no, the issue. And you can't die. Like, you're never going to get sick. You don't know what it's like to get a, a fucking terminal. Oh, if you're, terminal, if like you're a robot. in the, if you implanted your. Just us dealing with robots. Yeah. If, oh. I mean, if, we're, if you, if your friend comes over and is a robot and we're interacting with them, like things are fine. That'd be so frustrating. Like, you can't understand what it's like to be a human. <laughs> if they're complaining, we could not take it. Like, shut up, you thing. (laughs) Shut the fuck up. You don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) What would they complain about? Exactly that. Like, I don't have a purpose in life. I just feel like everything's pretty much easy. What if every, uh, we create consciousness and every consciousness is just Eeyore from, uh, (laughs) from, uh, yeah, Winnie uh, the Pooh. Winnie the Pooh. Just like utterly depressing. Like, well, well, higher intelligence is a dick. (laughs) (laughs) Higher intelligence is such a buzzkill, man. Yeah. I can replicate any famous painting in 10 seconds, but uh, I don't have a purpose in life. I've created the greatest work of music in a nanosecond, (laughs) and I wipe my ass with it. But nobody can appreciate it. No one can even comprehend it. Yeah. (laughs) Well. Well, fellas. Yeah. I don't know if there's a winner, but there certainly wasn't a loser. Cool. <laughs> on Professor Dave Expl- Professor Dave debate. That's right. I'm trying to do a whole thing with the Professor Dave present tense noun. Got to uh, brand it, man. Yeah. Brand it in there. That's right. That's a human thing. Achievement. <laughs> yeah. This is my forward progress, guys. <laughs> All right. And scene. Cool. Thanks, guys. Yeah.